I think the number one mistake that I see people making is just doing something that's trendy and having to go back and redo it in a couple years because they realize that it's not really working. Because at the end of the day, any designer could create a logo that looks good, but it has to be one that really works for you and is a vessel to pour your brand into. Is your website and branding reflecting the true you? Today, we're going to talk about that with Karima Negmoosh. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating industry experience into physical success. This is your design business tightly fastened. Now welcome the hosts of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell and Natalie Graff. Hey there, Wingnuts, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I am the grand high muckety-muck of all things Wingnut, and I am joined by the soulless ginger, Nag, Natalie Ann Graff. How the hell are you today, Natalie? I can't complain. Well, I am sitting across from you, and so yeah, that is a complaint. Yeah, that doesn't stop you. Anyway, Natalie, you know what I like about batching our podcast interviews in one day? I think I might have a slight idea. Is that now, because we're recording this at around 4 p.m. EST, <laughs> it's Whiskey O'Clock! Yes, it's it almost is. five, right? It's, it's close enough. It's five o'clock somewhere. Come on, Darla. <laughs> Where have you been? Under a rock your whole life? Where is it five o'clock right now? I don't even know. Me neither. I'd have to think about oh that my God. somewhere. We're so busy today. You know, we do like to set aside Tuesdays only to do the podcast. And in theory, that's a really nice thing because time blocking. Remember, we were talking about time blocking, but... Ugh. Yes, time blocking is very important. And I did tell Darla today that we have got to start making time for those unwanted things that we need to do, like <clears throat> paperwork. And I don't even think I did payroll yet today, but it's a good thing I have till tomorrow to get it done. Oh, yeah. Don't tell our team that. Yes, I know. Our team of highly sophisticated, highly educated, grown-ass women on the Wingnut Social side, all with master's degrees, by the way. I know. They're some pretty smart cookies. They are really smart cookies. And I told you, I like to hire people that are way smarter than me because I I think that's smart. Hiring outside of your smart. wheelhouse. Exactly. That is pretty good. So today's episode, we're going to talk about branding and authenticity. And if you guys remember in episode 30, we spoke with our brilliant director, Shana Heinrichy, a little bit about authenticity. So that would be a good comparison to what we're going to talk about today, because today we're going to dive in a little bit about being authentic on your website. And does your website really show who you are? Does it show your authentic voice? And as you guys know, or maybe not know, Darla and Nicole Heimer are going to be speaking at High Point on the 19th at two o'clock at Shonda Ruggs, and they are going to break apart authenticity. Right. We're going to break that down. It's going to be like one of those operation toys, you know, where you put the little yeah, tweezers goes, in. Yeah. We're gonna, I'm going to be in the background and I'm going to be the one going. <laughs> we're going to deconstruct authenticity, what it means to your brand. And I think you guys are going to be really surprised. And if you go back and listen to Shana's episode, she really did put a new light on it. But I always like to hear new takes. I like to hear what different marketers, different minds have. It makes the world go round, Darla. It make, Yes. But I like to hear from different points of view, different marketers. I always like to get input from different walks of life because you can always learn something new from different people, even on similar subjects. And we're going to cover a little bit of the website branding, branding in general. And how do you how do you find your voice amongst a sea of whitewashed, blown out photos that you know you see everywhere? What if you like to do black rooms? You know, we're going to get into that a little bit with Karima. And Karima Negmoosh 
common spelling. I can't tell you how many times I practice that name. <laughs> Let me tell you guys a little bit about her. She is a graphic and web designer based in Raleigh. Raleigh, I am. Remember those cartoons with the little chicken when she would go, these are old, where they would go. I'm not that old, darling. They would go, Raleigh, I am. Raleigh, I am. No? I'm not that old, Darla. <laughs> okay, well, I guess clearly I am. She works with clients all over the world. After leaving her position as a director of marketing, she started her own business to live out her dream. Now she works with other kick-ass entrepreneurs to help them create or elevate their brands so they can live out their dreams too. Help me in welcoming Karima Negmoosh to the Wingnut Social Podcast. there, Karima Negmoosh. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you? I am wonderful. Well, I'm very happy to hear that. We told the audience today, we're going to talk a little bit and deconstruct authenticity and branding and website. And boy, do we have some questions for you. So I hope you're ready. I am. Let's do it. It took her a minute to learn how to say your name properly, but I think she was spot on. I practiced a lot. You were spot on. <laughs> you did it well. <laughs> oh, thank, thank, you get an A, Darla. Thank you so much. Yeah, all the all the notes are going to be in the show notes at wingnutsocial.com slash podcast. So if you want to learn how to spell Karima's name, <laughs> go knock yourself out. So since we're going to talk about this, what does the word authenticity mean to you? Oh, big question right out the gate. Yeah, I think that authenticity is such a buzzword right now, but I think that's for a reason, right? And to me, I think it's such a simple definition and it's just keeping it real and ignoring the noise of what everyone else says you should be doing. I think that it really is just a word that reflects just staying true to you and who you are and not overcomplicating things, especially in business, just for the sake of doing it. So... That's my short but sweet definition. <laughs> That's a very good definition. So let me, I'll just going to kind of dig in a little bit. How do you develop the relationship between branding and authenticity in this market today? I'm sure you've seen the trending aesthetic or is that blown out, whitewashed Instagram, you know, the blown out, even the, the LA light and airy presets are, they have filters to achieve that look. So what if you are different type of designer and you don't have that? What if you're a little bit more meaty? What if your colors are bolder? Or you like doing black rooms and you want to be authentic, but you also want your branding to appeal to potential clients to pick up the phone and give you a call. How do you navigate that, that road? I approach it in a different way um, to kind of make sure that we are keeping it super authentic. So when I work with someone, especially interior designers, I literally have them go take pictures of their living room, right? Like, I'm just like, go take pictures of your favorite spaces in your home. Go show me your favorite outfits to wear. And you'll be amazed by just looking at the things that come naturally to you. You'll see a lot of the things that you should probably use in your branding because it's something that's, you know, like already so true to you. And it'll be in the backdrop of your lifestyle images. It'll be in everything you do because it's what you are naturally drawn to. And so, for example, I had one client who said that she, you know, really wanted something that was like pink and cursive and super feminine. And then I looked at pictures of her space and there is a lot of leopard print, a lot of blue, a lot of traditional styles in that. And so we took those images and kind of created her branding from that. And she realized like in her, you know, photos later on and everything that she got back as far as the branding went, that it was so 
directly like correlated with just what she liked and what she was attracted to, that there was no disconnect when she was trying to promote her business and show her true self instead of just something that is just, you know, trendy and doing it because everyone else is doing. And even when I start the process, I tell everyone the number one key advice I have is just to stay in your own lane. Now, was that something she was actually unaware of and you kind of opened her eyes to it that she realized, you know what, you're right, I don't really like millennial blush. <laughs> I don't want I don't want pink to be my thing. You're right. This really is my style. And, and on a deeper dive, did you bring that out in her? Yeah, yeah, it really was. And that's how um, she really was convinced. Like even in the questionnaire I sent her, she said she liked like pinks and yellows and watercolor. And then just looking at the spaces she designed and all of these kind of complex floral designs she had sent me like, I love this logo, use it for inspiration. But then even looking at the spaces she created and the design style she liked was really minimal. And then, you know, her wardrobe was very like blue. And then there are just these pops of patterns and textures. And I like sent her a mood board that was just all these photos of her and her space and spaces she's designed. She kind of had that like aha moment, like, oh my gosh, I'm really not this pink and yellow girl, am I? (laughs) I love that. And we do that on the interior design side, actually, with clients who have no idea what their aesthetic is or what it is that drives them, is we'll go take a look in their closet. Say, look at your wardrobe. What colors are you drawn to? What do you wear all the time? They'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, you're right. I didn't even think about that. I didn't realize that. I actually even did a, a blog post on that. And that's, I think people surround themselves with things because they love it and it's comfortable and they're so used to it that they don't even consider the thought that it's such a psychological deep dive. This is who you are. If you want your branding and your website to be you, then we need to take another look. Don't be looking in my closet. No, don't look at Natalie's <laughs> no. closet. No, we would have a lot I wear, of- I wear a uniform every third day. So no, my branding would just be- just be terrible. It, yeah, it would be it would be firefighter uniforms and Crocs. There pretty you go. Much. <laughs> okay, so let me bring a little scenario up to you. Today, I had one of our Wingnut Social podcast fans reach out to me and show me her logo for her business, which was really pretty. It was um, designed in such a way that the name of the I'm trying not I'm not going to mention the design firm. The name of the design firm, and then there was a a little flourish with some art pieces, and that. But then she also had something that was a little. What's the word I'm looking for? It was disconnected. She had the name of the firm and then she had interiors and in script to kind of, she felt like she had to include that word interiors and in script with her logo for the business. And my suggestion to her was lose the interiors part, just be these two names and get, you know, to the point where you're so famous, you don't have to say it's interiors, you know, your, your brand is, are these two names. So I was I'm going to ask you, how much did I mess up with that? (laughs) Did I give her bad advice? No, that's actually great advice. And the reason I think that is so important is because it gives you the ability to pivot in the future, right? Whenever you're not limiting yourself to like some small title, because, you know, say that you're just doing like interior design right now, but maybe in the future, your business, all businesses kind of change over time. And if you change more into maybe custom made furniture or more like e-design online or whatever that looks like you're not already putting yourself into a box with your logo before people even get a chance to know what it is you really do. This could be completely off the wall question, but let's say we're going to take the time to brand, take the time to brand our business, and it could just be two names. So for simple purposes, Darla Powell. But let's say that when you speak to a client and their end goal is, listen, I am going to run this business for five years and then I'm going to sell it. How would you suggest that they, do you go after the name Darla Powell because it's Darla Powell or do you try to come up with a 
even though they like want to brand to them, but with their end goal selling it, how do you even begin to brand to you someone know, that's like a that? good question, Natalie. And just to, to build on that a little bit, that's a question that they ask in the design groups all the time. Should I name my design firm Darla Powell Interiors or should I name it Wingnut Studios or whatever? Because in case I want to sell it down in the future, where do you fall on that? That is a question I get every time I work with a client. And (laughs) honestly, it really is just kind of looking at the bigger picture. And so it's trying to figure out if you want to basically be the front and center brand of your company, or if later on you could see yourself having a team or a firm or whatever that looks like. And a lot of times it honestly depends on the individual name as well. Because for example, my name is Carrie Manegmoosh. And so regardless, if I wanted to be my own name, I would not just because like (laughs) everyone would just like be so confused the second they saw like my logo and be like I don't want to work with her I don't know how to say her name it's like scaring me and so it just depends on how you can kind of incorporate your name as well as if you have a name like Darla Powell might be a kind of common name that might have a domain taken so you kind of have to look at all of the smaller things to figure out if it would work and be kind of able to be part of the bigger picture. You know, we probably have something in common because believe it or not, Darla is not really a common name. So you and I as kids, we probably went to Disney World and we we're looking for those personalized hats right. with our names on them. And the keychains and we were like, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> we both got so let down. Right. right? Meanwhile, N- Natalie had souvenirs for days. But. <laughs> All of them. But it's always spelled wrong. Uh, not always, right? What? How do they spell it for you? Well, they would always put the T-H in it. Oh, no. Oh. Those I'm just jer- saying. Uh, yeah, not always, though. Come on. Just saying. Listen, let us I have- I want to be part of this conversation. Let us have our moment. <laughs> Fine. Have your moment. Okay. okay. So I just want to go circle back to this again. If I Say you have a client, a designer, or a designer who wants to design their website and not that trendy, overblown, saturated fact, and they want to be themselves, but they do still want to appeal to their ideal client- how do you how do you instruct them what direction to go? Because we want it to be marketable. You want it to take off. Yeah, just something that resonates with the ideal client still. What would you say? Well, say if they their whole thing was rainbow colored rooms or black rooms or brown rooms and that was their authentic self and they're they're actually our designers who do do all that. How would you recommend them to hit that middle ground with their website and their branding? The cool thing about when you are able to kind of like produce something, kind of like as a graphic designer or an interior designer, when you have like an end, you know, thing that you can kind of like take a picture and look at, the cool thing is you'll realize that a lot of the natural styles that you um design with and the things that you're drawn to in your own work style are a lot of times things that you're drawn to with your personal style as well. So that's super helpful. And it's honestly with your ideal clients is what I tell people is to look through your portfolio and find three to six projects that they were like the hell yes projects, right? Like you loved every second about working on them. You love the clients you worked with. You showed off those products like way too much. Everyone's seen them like 15 times because you can't stop showing everyone and figure out what it was about that that you loved working with and create your portfolio that is based on projects like that alone. So that way you're really bringing in more of those people. And it is really interesting because our design styles evolve from this time that you would start designing a space as an interior designer to now to when I first started graphic design to now. And so I actually just went through the rebranding process myself because I realized that my brand was a little too kind of like hipstery and a little too minimal and a little too 
modern for the types of clients that I really loved working with. And when I took a step back and looked at those clients and what they liked and what I created for them, I realized that a lot of it was super earth tony and it was kind of calm and it was still minimal, but it had some meaning behind it. And I actually transitioned my own business to reflect that because I wanted to attract more of those people. Awesome. That's a terrific answer. Thank yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hey there, Wingnuts. Do you love doing your own social media, but just don't have a sound strategy in place? Are you just throwing images at the wall, hoping they stick to your ideal client? Well then, Natalie and I are super excited to tell you about our Wingnut Social Strategy Package. One of our expert social media wingnuts will help you discover your goals, analyze your current performance, build your customized social marketing plan, and coach you on the implementation. It's a tremendous value, and you can find out more by going to wingnutsocial.com services or by giving us a call at 1-877-WINGNUT. Again, that's wingnutsocial.com services or 1-877-WINGNUT. Now, back to the show. What are some of the common mistakes that you see that designers make or your clients make when it comes to building an authentic brand or website? I know we talked about the client that wanted to do all pink. What are some other common mistakes that you see where you have to kind of gently pull them inside and say, yeah, no, let's not do that? Honestly, Pinterest can be like the best thing and the worst thing. And so it's kind of like, I remember one time I got a tattoo and I showed, it was like when I was 19 and I showed the artist a Pinterest thing and he was so uninspired and angry at me. And I was like, what do you mean? It's like this cool moon tattoo everyone has. Why don't you want to do it? And then I just realized that when we go to people with these like set expectations, especially in design, we automatically are just wanting something that everyone else has because it's trendy, you know, and that's not being authentic to us and who we are at all. And so people will go on Pinterest and use it for inspiration, which I love. And I even ask people, I'm like, pin spaces, pin living rooms you like, pin your dream house. Like, don't just pin logos because I'm not going to recreate the same logo that has been created 15 times. I just am trying to get a sense of what inspires you. So I think the number one mistake that I see people making is just doing something that's trendy and having to go back and redo it in a couple years because they realize that it's not really working. Because at the end of the day, any designer could create a logo that looks good, but it has to be one that really works for you and is a vessel to pour your brand into. You know, I got really lucky, or maybe I didn't get lucky for Darla Powell Interiors, which is our design firm. I think I had someone do a, a cheap logo and it just came back and I was like, oh, that looks good. And I'll have you look at it and tell me how awful it is <laughs> later. Maybe maybe we want to rebrand our logo because uh, Johanna Murao, my lead designer, is like, eh, do we like that logo? Do you want to keep it? So we'll have to talk about that too. But Natalie had a question. Go to Yeah, I do. I want to go back to the tattoo. Oh, <laughs> Natalie wants one. I want to go back to the tattoo. Do you think that that tattoo artist maybe gave you a little insight on being authentic? Because now you have a love for trying to help someone. You won't do what that tattoo artist didn't do for you. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think if anything else, he's given me like validation and permission to tell people like no now, which is so much more than I could have asked for because I still got the really ugly moon tattoo I did. (laughs) But I did like just seeing after I did that, how many other people got that and how it's something that was just like a quick fix because I wanted a quick, cheap tattoo. It was honestly like now that I look back, like a very like metaphorical experience because I'm like, you get what you pay for. You shouldn't just go to an artist and ask them to recreate something off Pinterest. But yeah, I definitely think that I find myself referencing that a lot when I start to tell clients no, because I mean, we all want our clients to be happy, right? But there are times that I'm like, look, I'm going to lovingly like right now tell you that this is not the right decision for your business. And it's something that brings up a lot of emotions, the branding process, because it's something that is so personal and costs a lot of money and it's a big deal. And I definitely find myself looking for that validation and permission that it's okay for me to tell clients like, no, we need to, we need to do something else here. And am I allowed to ask, where is that tattoo? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's on my ribs. Thank God, because no one can see it. I like strategically hide it in bathing suits. Like, not my proudest moment. (laughs) Natalie wants to get a wingnut tattoo. I've been trying. I just want to do it for fun because I think it's hilarious. Yeah, but hilarious is forever. So give that some thought. I I I don't know. Join the moon tattoo. I mean, come on. (laughs) Karima, we talked a little bit about diving into your space, your surroundings, especially for interior designers in their living room and their clothing and what they love to be surrounded by to help dive into their brand. Besides that, what are, if a designer is looking to soul search, what other areas would you advise them to kind of take a look at to help get some more information in the direction they need to go? One of my favorite processes to work through um, clients with is to ask people that are around you five words they've used to describe you. And it's really interesting because I remember going through the branding process myself and trying to be objective in this process, right? And being like, when you were like have the ability to create really anything at your disposal, it's really hard to pick a direction. So I remember writing down things like my favorite places to shop. And then I looked and kind of checked out their brands. And then I asked my friends and people I haven't even talked to in a while. And my old employer, I was like, give me five adjectives to describe me. And it's really interesting because three people out of five who had no idea, like no did not know each other, had no idea I was asking multiple people, said feminine yet bold. And so that was a really big thing I carried into my own personal branding. A lot of people said determined. A lot of people said analytical. And so these were things that I looked at because these are just naturally without having a business, we are constantly branding ourselves, right? Just in real life with the kind of water we pick at the gas station, the kind of beer we drink, the kind of like small decisions you make are the little things that identify you, you know, when you're in a group of strangers. And so just seeing what people that know you automatically think of when they think of you is really eye-opening because it's a lot of like aha moments and you'll get a lot of repeat words and some of them might not be the best. Like I got sensitive a lot and I was like, well, I'm not going to use that in my branding. (laughs) Were you too sensitive about that answer? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I wasn't wasn't even going to bring that up. But, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's really cool to kind of see what you've already established in other people's eyes. I love that. So wingnuts, just ask 
people close to you to give you five little description words about you, and you might see some repeats there. So that I'm not even going to tell them about your five that yeah, I came no, to mind. No, not, we'll keep that off. My brand would be a whole lot different if I had done. <laughs> <laughs> so, Karima, I have one last question to ask you to give some advice to the listeners before we get up into the what up wingnut round. Is a lot of interior designers that come to us as clients for our social media services at Wingnut Social have websites that are really and I, I say this with all the love in my heart, really, really crappy, mm-hmm. <laughs> really bad. And I, I think that some designers and people who aren't designers don't really realize, even in this day and age, just how impactful and how important it is to have a website that's functional, it's well put together, that's aesthetically pleasing. So if you could just kind of drive that home before we get into the wet up wing round, I would appreciate it. Yeah. Honestly, what I tell everyone at the end of the day is that your website's kind of the most valuable employee you'll have, right? It's the employee that's working 24-7, 365 for you, showing people why you're so awesome, telling everyone why they should work with you, answering questions, saving you time, giving you insight on what people are liking that you're putting out there. And it's honestly just a thing of credibility too in this day and age, which it's not necessary to invest like a ton and ton of money in a website, but you want something that looks good because if you're not even showing up online, especially as an interior designer who people are literally trusting with your like visual eye to have this website that reflects, you know, you and your style of work, then they're going to go away from your site and find someone who's resonates with them more because in an industry that is competitive and, is kind of like saturated in the online space, the one thing that is going to make you different is one, you, two, your style of work, and three, how you show that and how you show up and market yourself online. And I know I've spoken to so many people directly who say that they wouldn't even hire someone who doesn't have a good website. It was really interesting, actually. The other day, I was in the car with my boyfriend and he was looking up places to go skydiving. And he was like, well, I want to go to this place because I just saw their website and it's really good and the other place didn't have one. And I was like, wow, like, (laughs) that's really how people make decisions, isn't it? Like, they literally are just like, oh, well, you know, this one has a good website. They look like they know what they're doing. I'm going to hire them. And so it really just comes down to credibility at the end of the day. That's absolutely true. I do that. If I have two two people to choose from for a service or whatever, a product or anything, if I, they have a better website, I figure they have their crap together better. I'm going to go with them. I have more confidence in them. Okay, that's excellent. What a terrific answer. Now I have to ask you if you are ready for the What Up Wingnut round. I am. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. Awesome. Karima Negmoosh. Look, I did it again. (laughs) If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? Easy. Palm tree. I would be... I thought you were going to say you'd be easy. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. But a palm tree. Palm trees are vibrant. You can just drop coconuts on people all day. You can handle a storm. Love palm trees. When someone calls you sensitive, you could just throw a coconut at them. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Like, what are you going to do now? Who's sensitive now? (laughs) That's right. Bring it. I'm a palm tree. All right. What would the hashtag on your tombstone be? That is such a good question. And I honestly think that I would have to make it hashtag she tried her best. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's authentic. Right. I'm telling people all the time, just on my day to day, people are like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing my best. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. We will accept that answer. (laughs) 
If you could have only one superpower, what would it be and why? I would read minds. As a designer, that would make me a millionaire. I would save (laughs) so much time because I have so many people that are like, I like it. I just don't love it. But I don't know why I don't love it because it's so close to what I love. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's a good point. Reading, You're the first person that's come to us with reading minds from that perspective. I like it. It's a moneymaker. Let's do it. Exactly. Last but not least, please recommend a book that has had a profound effect on you either personally or professionally. I feel like, oh, it's like probably such an overrated book, like answer for this question, but you're a badass at making money by Jen Sincero. It completely changed my life and my relationship with money and my money mindset with business, which was a really big problem I had when starting out. That's an excellent recommendation. It's a problem a lot of us have, especially as women. Professional women, we have like this apologetic attitude for deserving and wanting to make money, but it's okay. It's okay, guys. So get that book. You're a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. I have it on audiobook. I listen to it every now and then. I put it in my rotation. Karima, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Please tell the wingnuts where they can find your awesome services. I am always on Instagram at kirima.creative. And then my website is kirimacreative.com. And you can spell my name in the show notes, but it's (laughs) K-A-R-I-M-A. Yeah, you're definitely going to need the show notes, guys, for this. And again, you can go to wingnutsocial.com slash podcast and just look for the latest episode or you can look for authenticity, anything you put in the search bar there, little keywords, it'll pop up. Karima, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate all your advice. And Natalie, anything else? No, I think I'm glad she's not going in my closet and making my brand. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you would have an ugly website for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Natalie Ann Graff. Yes. I thought that it was very interesting that Karima said, go back in the closet. That was interesting, but I just don't want her in mine. It's been a hot minute since I've thought about that for design inspiration. And it's so true because really the clothes that you wear, love them or leave them, really do reveal who you are, who your essence is. And boy, yours sure does. <laughs> Croc- hey now. Crocs and sleeveless t-shirts with holes cut <laughs> holes in them and, and boy shorts. What do they call us? Swim shorts. Board shorts. Board shorts. Oh, listen, I wear board shorts and long sleeve shirts because yeah. I don't uh, want the sun. Yeah. When you're a ginger, remember, you have these issues. A soulless ginger. That's yeah. right. A soulless gingers need sunscreen. Yes, and long sleeve shirts and, and long, long shorts. Shirt. Yeah, and, yes, exactly. Okay, so get off it. Karima's going to go look at my logo and see if it's awful or not. All right, Natalie, the time is flying. It is, because guess what? You're going to be a busy bee. I already am a busy bee. Yeah, you're going to be busier. Oh, Lord. Because you are speaking in Broward. Do you remember anything about that? Of course I do. do. You what do you think day? I am? Am I, am I wheeling me around in a chair or something? Do you of remember what day, what day is it? It's October 16th. It's an all-day affair. Absolutely. And this is an all-day event about where we are going to discuss social media. And obviously, they're going to talk about home staging. And you can find out a little bit more information at stagers.com. Don't worry, we're going to put all of this in the show notes in case you can't understand what I'm saying. And <laughs> that just could be the accent. It, yeah, it could be. But there's supposed to be drinks and food and good times. Supposed to be. Supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, so don't. And we're going to be there. So it should be. Don't come good. at us if there isn't any. No. And then the next morning we fly out to High Point. We're obviously, that's old oh, morning we're just news. So we're busy, Natalie. We'll be on two panels. You oh, poor no, thing. No, no. Okay, that'll be in the show notes too. So we'll be there all day. And then the following day, 
We fly out to High Point where Darla will be on two panels there and all of that information will be in the show notes as well. Yeah, just hop on over to wingnutsocial.com slash podcast. Check out the show notes so we don't repeat ourselves endlessly and endlessly. But those are two events you really don't want to miss. Graciously sponsored by MyDoma, Shonda Rugs, and Creative Rugs. So guys, make sure you come over and grab us and say hi. We would love to meet you. If we've met you before, just hit us over the head and remind us sometimes. We meet a lot of people and my memory is not the best. Like I've said, menopause is a bitch. And I think that's it for this week, Now, You got anything else? So long. See ya. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only your first step. Be sure to head to wingnutsocial.com to reach out to us directly and schedule your free consultation with one of our Wingnut Social Media Specialists to take your business from social mediocre to social media master. We'll see you on the next episode of Wingnut Social, your social media tightly fastened. And you need a little more clarability, you know, a little clarability. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> or elevate their brand so they can. So today's episode is all going to be. La, la. Good boy, Mango.